Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Weaver and Jacoby Kendrick. This podcast is dedicated to newer agents in the business who want the fast track to success. 90% of agents fail in their first year of business. Our goal is to help guide your journey away from the common mistakes most agents make and help you grow and build your business to epic levels you know you're capable of and desire. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Epic Agent Success Podcast. I'm here, Jacoby, with my good friend and co-host, Jerry, and we are bringing you another episode. And on this week, we're going to be talking about your X factor. So what is your X factor in business? What makes you different than everybody else? What makes you different from the competition? And so uh, this is going to be a good topic for us to talk about and uh, move forward on here. So Jerry. What are your thoughts? And uh... how many times have you been to an event or a coaching thing or just a seminar, even sometimes on Zoom and the coach or the speaker pulls somebody out and says, OK, what sets yourself apart from everybody else? And then it's like, oh, I, I'm a hard worker. I'm going to always communicate. Um, you know, I'm going to be for them. I, their their best interest is going to be my best interest. Like all these really generic answers. And so I think of all of the things that we can do as a, in business, in real estate, this holds so much value. It's so important to know what it is that you offer your clients and, and not just not just that you that you have it written out, but that you live it, that you know exactly what uh, what it is that you're looking, you know, what it is that you provide that's different than anybody else. And so I think this is a this is hugely important for agents to have have this uh, in their arsenal to know exactly what it is that they offer, what sets them apart. Working on what makes you different. Sometimes it can be hard trying to figure that out. And so I think there's actually two pieces to this. One is like what makes you different as an agent and a person in uh, in who you are. And then the second part is, is your business as well. A lot of times those kind of coincide together, but you have to know what is the difference between you and what your competition is actually doing. And so it makes the... Uh, the decision easy for the client and it makes it easy for them to find you and for you also to repel people that you actually don't want to work with. Right. And so I was actually, this is going to sound kind of crazy, but I was actually listening to, I watch a lot of YouTube, so I don't watch TV anymore, but I watch YouTube. And one of the channels that I watch is, is Valuetainment with Patrick Bet David. And he did, he did an interview with Jerry Springer, a few years ago and Jerry Springer was talking about how his show went from like they were just average middle of the road show into becoming the number one show and they kept it running for like 30 years something crazy which is like really phenomenal for talk shows right and what he said the difference was is whenever they first started out there were just all these talk shows and their audience that they were talking to was basically moms, like middle-aged moms, essentially is what it was. And then they got bought out and Ricky Lake came along is what he said. I don't know if you remember Ricky Lake yeah. or not, but Ricky Lake came along and her audience was actually like teenagers and like young adults. And so he said, you know, when we were trying to compete with like Oprah and Jenny Jones and 
all of those uh, talk shows. And he's like, you know, you can't compete with Oprah. Oprah's number one. And then he said there were basically like 20 other talk shows is what he said. And he was like, you know, do you want to be one of many or do you want to be one of few? And he said, you know, so what we decided to do is we decided to go after the audience that Ricky Lake was going after. And so he said, I'd rather be number one of two and get a bigger slice of that pie than to be, you know, one of many and possibly be like middle of the road. And so this runs into your X factor of who are you talking to? Like, who's your audience? How do you differentiate yourself? And then he basically said, you know, we just started going into the wacky and the crazy. And so he was like, I don't think anybody else wanted to follow us into the direction that we were going. And so he's like, that's why we were number one for so long. And so I'm not saying you need to go wacky and crazy, but I am saying you need to know who you're talking to and you need to know what your X factor actually is. Yeah. So you are correct in that. I see it as they're separate. Like if you ask me like what my superhero is or what my X factor is, like I'm a, I'm a connector. I love connecting people. I like uh, when somebody has a need and that I know somebody else that can help meet that need. Like I like putting those people together. If somebody on Facebook says, Hey, who do you know that does? I always have a response to that. I always have a direction to send that person in. My friends joke with, uh, I don't like, we always joke about, Oh, who's your guy? You know, who's your guy that paints? Who's your guy? You know, who's your electrician? Who, you know, do you have, do you have a guy that does this? Like we joke about that all the time. And my buddies say, I don't need a guy because I have Jerry. Like they don't need guys. They just need one me. And cause I can fill all those holes in for them. And even like the other, we were at church a couple of weeks ago and one of my buddies said, Hey, do you know a plumber? And I'm like, no, but uh, Steve Romano has got one that's really good. And Steve's right over there. So go talk to him. And so like, I didn't know the guy, but I knew the guy that knew the guy, you know? So like, I just love putting kind of all those pieces together. So that's like the thing that I do, like, that I think sets me apart, like in life, but as my X factor, like when it comes to like what we're talking about real estate is knowing what it is on the listing side or, you know, representing sellers and what it is on the buyer and having some clarity so you can have a conversation with people. And we talked about this a couple of weeks, you know, knowing what to say. And so what you just said, you got to know who to talk to and, you know, get clarity on who you want to talk to. And then you need to know what to say. And we talked about that, like when you first get in the business, knowing what to say. And so, Knowing what to say when you're talking to somebody who's looking to sell or buy is hugely important. Having clarity on it so your conversation is much different than anybody else's conversation that they're going to have with them. Yeah, all that's good. So starting out, I know we had uh, we originally did this at a conference that we went to. What is your X factor? I'm not sure if you remember that uh, when we did that uh, exercise or not. But just starting off because it can be real confusing. How do you how do you try to figure out or what are some of the thought processes going through, like finding out what your X factor, what your X factor actually is? So when it comes to you're talking like specifically in real estate with clients. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. With clients and yeah. Differentiating yourself. So I think it's pretty easy. I think your X factors all have to answer the questions that your clients have. What are their big concerns? You know, what are they, you know, where, what are their pain points? And your X factor needs to be able to answer those. So if it's the, you know, I'm worried about, you know, the commissions, you have to have something in your presentation that discusses commissions. And this is where I've transitioned because I used to be like, 
no way I don't reduce my commission. And that was the conversation. Well, now, you know, I have in my listing presentation, oh yeah, we can definitely discuss commission. I have what's called a flexible commission plan. And, you know, you could pay from zero to, you know, 7% inside of our plan, depending on what you're looking for, what, you know, what meets your needs. And so going from, oh, my commissions aren't negotiable to I have a flexible commission plan, has not hurt me at all. It's helped me tremendously. And it helps me to meet, you know, that's a pain point for a, for a seller is the commission. Some people have a real hurdle on paying that much, you know, into commission. So I want to give them options. And so my X factor in that is, yeah, I have a flexible commission plan. That's definitely something we can talk about. Yeah, really good. So what I pull from that is, is you basically have to know what your client's problems are, right? You need to know what your client's problems are, and then you need to know what your answers are to those actual problems, right? And really the way that I kind of learned about this is I do a lot of relocation business. And so whenever you go on a relocation, the client or the potential client always gets to interview two agents, right? And there was one agent in my area who, man, she did all of the relocation business. And when I first started out, I was like young, new agent, and I kept getting my tail kicked, right? Every single time. And I just started asking questions. So after I lost, I would just go back and I would say, hey, why did you choose, like, why did you choose this agent over myself? You know, and so they would give me those answers and you went back, you made the phone call, like you lost the deal, the deal was done, the other agent was listing it, and you still called the client. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh man, that's a pro move right there. I do that every every time I lose a uh, a listing, I go, I always ask the person why they chose the other person over myself. So give you the legit answers. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. I'm about to let you know. <laughs> oh. So like, so that, so this is where I figured, yeah, this is where I figured out what my X factor was, is because I would go back and I would ask them, I'd say, well, why did you pick? you know, this agent over myself, like, I just want to get better at the business. I want to help, I want to help clients out more. And they would give me these, they would give me these specific answers. And then I also would see, so for instance, they would leave their marketing material behind. (laughs) And sometimes I would be like the second agent to go in. And so I would see like what they're leaving behind and what they were actually offering to people. And it was really, really interesting because everything that this person offered, I was almost the exact opposite of what they offered. And so as I developed my my X factor and my pitch for going in and my listing presentation, I would tell people, you know, I'd ask them who the other agent was. And then I would say, you know what, this is going to be like a really easy decision for you because so-and-so is, you know, this is, you know, the way that they're going to do things. And this is actually the way that I do things, you know? And so I think it's going to be a real easy decision for you to figure out who you actually want to work with, you know? And so I wouldn't bash the person or anything like that. All I would say is, is that we are vastly different and I think it's going to be an easy decision for you. Now, I would I would uh, craft my presentation. So obviously my my X factor <laughs> looked a lot better, but um, that's kind of why I am the agent I am. So one of my X, one of my uh what I tell clients and what I tell potential clients is, is that I'm going to educate you about the process. Like I'm an educator. I'm going to tell you about the market. I'm going to tell you why you should do certain things. And so I take a really analytical approach to what I do and how I do it. And for some people, they like that. And for other people, other people, they actually don't, you know? And so 
I've had people ask me like, oh, do you have like a degree in marketing or a degree in this? And I'm like, no, I don't at all. I just learned because this is what most sellers actually want to know whenever they're selling their property. They want to know why it didn't sell. And you can actually know why your house did not sell. If it's most of the properties that we do are like lot and block properties. So there's really good comps, you know, what's going to go on and then we can build a strategy around that. And so, you know, I just give that out to give that out to them and it makes it a really easy decision for them. So I see what I I went out and I looked at what my competition was doing and I did research on my competition after I would lose, you know, different. And then I also look at their marketing and I say, okay, I am different from what they're doing. And this is the kind of the route I want to go. Yeah. The other thing, like when you talk about competition, like when you're going up against competition, like I find that most agents and, and myself included at, at at many points in my career operate out of fear. Like I'm afraid of losing the listing. I'm afraid of, you know, losing to the competition. I'm afraid that, uh, you know, like, and so I'm doing all these things to be defensive as far as like how my contracts are written. And when I was able to let that fear go and open up, like I started getting a lot more deals, a lot more transactions, the kind and, and not even just that, but the conversations I was having with buyers and sellers became, uh, you know, where it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a me versus them. It became, Hey, I'm on your team and I'm 100% here for you. And here's why. And so like, as an example of like the fear, like I talked about that flexible commission, you know, my talking point was, no, I don't negotiate my commission. And you, know, you see agents and coaches teach that exact, that's the dialogue, that's the conversation. And that just pushes people off. And now I've created tension where tension didn't need to exist. Or, you know, one of the other big ones is, you know, you can cancel any of my contracts at any time. And, you know, whether you're a buyer or a seller, and that's a huge one because buyers, you know, other agents and my, you know, this is again, this is something I did. I come in and I sign them to a six month listing agreement and in their head, they're stuck in that deal for six months, whether it works out or it doesn't work out. And so now, no, you can cancel my contract anytime you want. And so the, basically I'm just, I'm removing any of the tension I can from the conversation. And where I was able to do that is I stopped operating out of fear and started operating out of, hey, I'm here to serve this person. I'm not here to try to, you know, trap them or, you know, make them feel like they have, that they're stuck in this deal and that the decision they make here is final. Yeah. How you do business is, uh, is really important. And that's your X factor, right? There are some people that are like, hey, you're going to be in a six month contract. And if you don't like it, then that's it. Or, and so, yeah, bringing up, I think it's good to, to come out of a spot of value. That's one of the, the, what we offer as well is like, Hey, you could cancel at any time. But the reason why I want to cancel at any time is because I don't want to work with people that don't want to work with me. Yeah. You know? And so if you're not happy, then uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to let you out. But the other point is, you know, the reason, and the way you bring value to that is we just say, Hey, if there's something you don't like, at least bring it to our attention so we can actually make it better. And then it helps on both sides of the transaction, right? It's for them because, you know, you want to be giving them the the best service that you can, but then it also allows you to be able to uh, make the corrections where, where you might not know where they need to be, or there's just might be a lack of, a lack of communication, right? You could be communicating and your client might not be communicating. 
there's so many different factors that go into that that can that can bring things up. And so I just think it's good to have that transparency so that everybody knows kind of what's what's going on. But I think adding those, you know, how you do things, it's it's just bringing another level of service and it brings another it's bringing value rather than trying to extract anything away from the potential client. Yeah. And and on top of that, it's the, you know, there's nothing that drives me crazier than when um, somebody like at a store or a restaurant or something, Oh, we can't do that. That's that our policy is we can't do that. Or we can't do that at store policy. Like that drives me bonkers. Like anyway, that's just like, you know, a little window into my craziness, but and so what I try to do is my X factors kind of need to answer all those. We can't do it because it's not our policy. And, you know, so it's. And so it's this conversation that you just have to have with them and you've got to know, you know, like their pain points. And, you know, one of the one of the pain points, like, well, here's a funny one that I've heard this countless times, like, hey, you know, my niece might buy the house or my niece is thinking about it or, you know, my next door neighbor is talking about putting in an offer. And so what you, you know, the conversation is, you know, they don't want to sign the contract with you because they might have it sold. And the one thing that I found out in 10 years of almost 10 years of doing real estate, I've heard that probably 100, 150 times, not one time is the person they thought were going to buy the house ever bought the house. And so now it's the, you know, I just had to add in there, oh, if you get the house sold, then you don't pay the seller commission. And I've never had to do that. And I answered that question and it alleviates that objection right on the spot. And now it just also creates when you when you have good X factors, it creates this dialogue with the with the client that you're easy to work with. You know, you you haven't seen there's nothing I can throw at you that you haven't seen and you're easy to work with and we're going to be able to get through this. And so it's uh, when you know the things you offer and that you're you're flexible in that or at least have the appearance of flexibility, it displays an immense amount of confidence to the client that, you know what, we're going to be able to get through this no matter what happens. Yeah. And it just shows that you, you're actually, it's just, it's all value, right? It shows that you've been through situations, you know, what's going to happen. And so here's the thing that I found is, you know, one of those, one of the questions I think that people have when they're working with anyone is a lot of times people say, well, you know, I want to work with someone who's been in the business a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, being in the business a long time doesn't necessarily mean that that person is a good agent, right? I mean, I could have had, I can have my license for 20 years and only sell three houses. You know what I'm saying? And so, or I could sell, be in the business 20 years and sell 500 houses and still get terrible results. I think the thing that they want to know is they want to know that you are going to take care of them and that you've been around the block to where you know certain situations. Right. And so I've found that there are a lot of agents who have been in the business a long time and they still do not have answers to certain situations. And so just like that situation, if, you know, if someone, if you have it already sold or someone else is going to sell the property, then, you know, we could put them on the exclusions and we actually have a commission structure for uh, when you actually find the, find the buyer and, or if you actually have a buyer. And so it just brings value. It shows them. And then because if they have the buyer, they still are going to need help with some things because what happens, what ends up happening, right? 
I've had this happen multiple times early in my career. Like someone's like, oh, I'm going to sell my house. They found the, the buyer and then they end up asking you all the questions anyway. And so you end up helping them out regardless because you're going to help them. It's either your friend or someone else. So you might as well have a process in place or a structure in place where you can help them with that situation. And so having each of those situations in your plan just brings them more value and it actually protects, you know, protects them as well. And so uh, I just think it's, yeah, it's really, really good to have that, have that plan in place. When I first got in the business in 2013, I got tired of that question. Like how long you been in the business? How long you been in the business? And I'm like, about seven minutes, you know, like, but I knew I could do it. And so actually that summer, so I got in the business in March and went full time in April and was getting that question a lot. Like, and so in July, when we were on vacation, I started to write a book. So I wrote a 50 tips book, 50 tips on how to get your house sold for top dollar and as quick as possible. You know, I can't remember the exact. Oh, the title is Selling Your House Fast and for the Most Possible Money. And so I wrote that book just out of necessity to that question. And when I sat down at the table with that book, I literally never got that question again. Cause it's not, it wasn't how long have you been in the business? It was how confident can I be in you? They didn't care how long I was in the business. It was how, you know, what's my confidence level in you? That's the question. That And that's what I was hearing. That's what I was hearing whenever uh, it's so funny when I would ask that question, like, why did you go with this other agent? And and a lot of times it would be like, well, they're the number one selling agent since, you know, 2002 or whatever else. And I'm like, well, I mean, if I've been in the business 50 years, I'm going to be the number one selling agent <laughs> as well. You know, yeah. so what I found is, is that person they had they had a really good answer or they they answered that question, but there was no depth to it, right? And so I started answering the question of why is the person asking that question? And so now that becomes my X factor. And so if I'm in the, if I get the first appointment, I'm going to let them know, hey, you know, usually people always ask me like, how long have I been in the business? But what I found is, is the real question they're asking me is how confident can I be that you're actually going to get my house sold? And so um, I would ask that a couple of different ways. The other question I would ask people right when I sat down is I would say, hey, when you hire a real estate agent, how do you know they're going to do a good job for you? And I literally have never had anyone be able to answer that question at all. So you you spin it, you get you, you make them not be able to answer the question before they ask you. Well, it tells you, it really tells you about the, the real estate industry and the public, right? We have a duty to the public and the public actually honestly, they don't know what we do. <laughs> and so I just started answering that question and I started answering it how I do it. And so we've got that laid out, boom, 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 boom. And so I say, hey, the next person that comes in here, you need to ask them these questions. And if they answer them the way you feel is good, then that's great. You should go with them. I never tell people they should go with me, but I at least tell them, hey, you should be able to compare apples to apples because, you know, sometimes you're not comparing, you're looking at what hap- what's on TV or you're looking at advertising and that doesn't tell the real story, you know? And so once I usually get in and I'm able to sit down and talk with somebody, it's usually game over. One of the uh, big transitions that I made in this X factor idea is that I went from having like, like snippets to say, like, you know, I had one, you know, I had one sentence answers to those questions, but there wasn't any substance to it. 
And what I had to develop was as part of our process now when they're buying and, you know, when we represent buyers or represent sellers, now we have a process that goes across the whole team. And now there's substance to what I'm saying. So before it was the, oh yeah, we communicate like, you know, like, yeah, oh yeah, we'll communicate with you. We call you every Friday. That really wasn't a process. Now I know that I communicated well, and so I could confidently say that, but it wasn't in our process. And there might might have been a week that I maybe I failed on that, and uh, because it wasn't part of the process. And so instead of just having like one sentence answers or just you know kind of like a bullet point how to answer, you just have to develop your process around the things that you bring to the table, and then you need to be able to present them. A lot of the things that I talk about to, to to potential clients are things that a lot of other agents offer. You know, we offer good, clear communication. Uh, we have a guarantee and we, you know, we can get you a cash offer. You know, none of the things that I offer are, you know, outside of anybody else's ability to offer. But we've been able to put the process in place that shows that, this is who we are. This is what we live in. This is what we breathe. And whether it's that client or that client, they're getting the same service because we built a process out of it. And just doing that sets me apart from 90% of the other agents out there that we go up against. Yeah, it is really interesting. And I would say the X factor piece is like you do, you are doing something different than what other agents are doing. Right. So communicating is just a part of the job. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, Oh, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to communicate and I'm going to take care of your interest. It's like, well, well, you're a fiduciary. Like that's, that is the job. So what are you yep. doing beyond, you know, how do I know, like, what is the difference between you and the, and the next person? I think it's exactly what you said. It's the, it's the process. Right. And I think you really just have to get intimate with your actual client or your potential client. Right. So even we look at buyers, one of the things that we've really started working on now lately, because there's no, there's no houses on the market, right. There's more houses coming on the market now, depending on where you're at, but there hasn't been any houses on the market. And so we've been working with our buyers on how to help them buy off market properties. You know, it's like, hey, we can we can help you find properties that are off market where there's no competition or, you know, the the seller wants to sell, but they need, you know, different a different situation or whatever else. And so, you know, we've helped a lot of our clients this year actually buy properties that are not on the MLS. Like we actually go out find the property for you and then you actually can close on the property. And so you've just got to be able to bring something different to the table than what everybody is, is used to. Right. And so, well, let's transition to this. How do we, how do you, if I'm a new agent or if I'm a, even an experienced agent, where do I start trying to find my X factor? Right. How do I, how do I, how do I do that? That can be the one piece of value that I think we run from, uh, from this uh, podcast episode. Yeah. So it's a matter of understanding the market, understanding the objections that buyers and sellers have and being able to creatively answer those objections before their objections. And so really knowing what it is that you bring to the table, um, as far as what can answer, what can answer those objections. So I would start with that. Like, what are, what are clients objections? And, you know, you can go, you could Google that, you know, real estate clients objections and you get a list of 50 of them and 
after you break it down and you say, well, that's the same as that, or that's the same as that, there's probably five, right? And, and what is it that you can package together that's going to be able to handle all of those objections uh, when you meet with that client? I think that's the place that I see to start. How about you? That is definitely one place I would start, right? And so to make it practical, what does that actually mean? You know, and so what I would say what it means is, is when you go out on an appointment or you go out uh, with a buyer, because a lot of times, you know, a buyer makes a request to go see a house and you don't actually get to sit down with them on an appointment in the beginning. But when you go out, like, what are the things get intimate with your client, right? Think of it like, I think of it like when I first started dating my wife, right? I wanted to know everything about her. I wanted to know like what she liked, you know, how she dressed, like what type of food she liked, you know, why was she interested in myself? All of those things, right? I think you have to get inquisitive. You got to figure out why are they here? What makes them tick? And so as soon as you find those things out, what are the questions that they're asking? So if you have a uh, new like first time home buyers, what are their questions? And so for first time home buyers, you know, and then you craft a message around first time home buyers. First time home buyers don't know the process, so you you know, you work out the process. I'm going to help you out with that. And then the other piece is is yeah, objections. If you're working with sellers, like what's the one you always get, right? The one you always get is commission. And so you've got to figure out what are you charging for commission and why are you charging that? And we, we've done a lot of coaching, right? So we know like the canned answers that you answer for these questions or the other question that you get a lot is, or the statement you get a lot is, I'm just going to think about it. So like you get done with everything, you, you lay everything out and then the person's like, well, I'm going to think about it. And so the question is, why does the person need to think about it after you've explained everything that you've actually, that you offer, Right. And so maybe there's a different way that you need to lay out your presentation in order to uh, to so they don't think about it. Right. Because there were questions in there that you did not answer. And a lot of times those questions are, you know, what about your commission? Uh, what if I sell it myself? You know, what if uh, it could be a lot of different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so having those answers, like you said, before they are actually objections and it being crafted to you because there's a difference between saying oh well i don't i don't negotiate commission <laughs> well there's a reason why you don't you probably don't because you don't have a you don't have a real reason <laughs> as to why why you should <laughs> you know and so actually having that answer for yourself and that can take time to actually get there but be thinking about that and crafting that message for people yeah and it's it's when that whole idea of, I always laugh when, you know, I got to think about it. Well, it's like, okay, what didn't I answer? Like it's, you know, what, where is the lack of confidence in that? And, and then maybe you didn't ask a question on the front end. Maybe there's another decision maker that you weren't aware of, or, you know, maybe, you know, they have a cousin. It, it could be a million different things, but it's a matter of really you know, getting that conversation, having a good open dialogue with the client. And the the more pieces that you can put in place that gives them confidence, the more apt they are to let you know where the where the hole is in what you're what you're looking at or what the problem is. And and you know what I found when people 
are defensive when you know they're meeting with you as an agent because they feel like they're you know like it's a, a sales transaction like so they're they're super defensive and kind of holding some cards back and so the more confidence you can give them the more likely they are to open up about you know what it is that's the real issue and then then you can work through that 100%. One of the other questions I just really just thought about it. One of the other questions is, is like people, or at least I get is, or a common perception is that you just want to sell the house for whatever you want to sell it for because you want to make a commission. Right. And so mm-hmm. that's one question that I always get. And, and so I just, I have an answer for that. Right. It's like, well, no, actually, well, that is true. I don't say it's not true. Of course I want to get yeah. a sale. Right. I want to get a sale, but you also want to sell your house, you know? And so one of the keys is like coming alongside the person, but then part of ours is like, we are education, right? So we want to educate people. And it's like, you know, is it more advantageous for you to have your house on the market for a long time or a short time? And then you explain it, why you do that. And then you explain why your process allows you to be able to get their house sold quicker than or for less time on the market. Right. And so I think if you just go through that and have the actual reasons why you actually do that, it's uh, it, it makes sense to people. And I think the the last practical piece is, is like what I said earlier is if you don't get a listing or you a buyer does not work with you, it's all it's good. And you have to I feel like you have to do this with a uh, no ego, right? It's like, well, why did you choose the other person? I seriously, I seriously just want to know because I want to make my business better. And to be honest, if if I get better, it's going to cause the other agent to get better. And so it's just elevating the industry, right? And so I just, you know, just figure out how to ask someone that question. And sometimes there's literally nothing you can do. Like, it's like, man, I couldn't have done anything better to get this person's business. You know, it's like, sometimes you just like people better than you like other people. You click with people. And it's like, that's a, that's something that you uh, just can't get over. Right. So that's the other thing I would say is go back, ask people why you did not get a listing or why they did not work with you. And that is going to be, well, then they're going to tell you, (laughs) then you got to figure out what you're going to do about that. Right. So it's like, Oh, this is the reason why. Okay. Well, I could have changed the process or I got to change who I am as a person or everything else. Right. And so then you actually have to make those changes and then you have to implement them. So there's a lot of steps in there. It sounds, it sounds simple, but there's a lot of steps in there. You got to ask, figure out what it is and then implement it actually back into your process. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think the consistent thing that keeps coming up is you have to have a process for this. You've got to have a plan. And I've t- I've had conversations with countless agents and I was this agent. Oh, I don't need a listing presentation. I The best presentation is the one that I can do in front of them because I know what direction it needs to go. And that's not true. <laughs> there's There's nothing further from the truth. Like you need a process when you're working with clients and that's not just because it's going to help you, but it's going to make you better. It's going to, you are going to be a better agent. You're going to serve the client in a better way when you know that your process has been developed to get a property sold or to help a buyer purchase the property that they want. And so the the process is, is huge and you have to have it. And, you know, the other thing, on, on top of that is, and here's, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. 
because it, it kind of shifts it, but it's just kind of a side note because I've made this mistake. I don't know how many times. And it's like, I look at it whenever I make the mistake, I look back on it and like, well, why did you do that? When you have a process and you have your X factors in place and you're dealing with somebody, you know, you still have to follow your process. I've made the mistake where I've lost listings on deals that I thought I had because I knew them, but it really came down to, I didn't follow my process or even worse is once I'm like, once I'm working with somebody who is a seller and they, and I did get the, the listing, but I didn't walk them through my process. Now it made the whole transaction, you know, bumpy because I didn't set you know, I didn't, I didn't explain to them the process up front. And so now I'm reacting to everything that, you know, in any other instance, I would have covered in my presentation had I followed my process. So it doesn't matter how well you do your job and that they know that it, it it matters if you follow your process and you give them the confidence and then it just saves so many headaches. So, I mean, that's a mistake that I just want to throw out there. I've made that mistake so many times, like, Oh, he's just a really good friend and I'm getting the listing anyway. So I don't have to, I don't have to walk him through my process. It's a common mistake. And, uh, you know, that, I think that comes down to like assume assumptions, right? You're like, Oh, they're just going to assume that I'm going to, that I'm going to do a good job. And, Mm -hmm. and we all know what assuming does, right? (laughs) And that's exactly what it is because something's always going to come up in a real estate transaction that nobody expects. And then it's like, okay, now we're in the unknown when you could have not been in the unknown because you already have that covered, you know? And so that's uh that's really good. I think that's awesome. People love being in the unknown, right? Yeah. Yeah. They absolutely love it. That's the one thing that people love is being in the unknown. That'll, that'll ruin somebody quicker than anything is uh, not knowing what's going, not knowing what's going on. So, which is why we created time. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Epic Agent Success Podcast, talking about what is your X factor? What sets you up or what sets you apart from the competition? So actually getting down and sitting down. And really what I think it comes down to is knowing who your client is, knowing who you actually serve and then how you serve them and actually getting that out, being able to present that to them in a way uh, that they can understand. So having a process, knowing exactly what you do that makes you different than the competition. So I know in our society, we like to say, don't stand out, but you want to stand out. You want to be different and you want to make the decision for the public easy for them to pick you. Not easy in the fact that you're the number one answer, but easy from the fact of, oh, I see that person over there and I see you. I know that I either want to go with them or I want to go with you because y'all are so different, you know? So the way you make your money is out on the edges. So that's going to do it for us here. As always, you can connect with us on our Facebook group. It's the Epic Agent Success And if you found any value from this episode, we would love a five-star rating and review. It helps us get out to people who actually need to uh, hear the podcast here. So that's it. We'll catch you guys on the next one. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Epic Agent Success Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you've received value today, we hope you'll give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Don't forget, we love sharing our experiences and offering tips to agents looking to grow. So come join us on our Facebook page, the Epic Agent Success Podcast, and stay connected.